welcome to the Botcast Podcast. This is Don, and I'm here with Scott. Mm-hmm. Backwards, that's talks. What's that? Backwards, that's talks. Ye- it like, is. Right? Talks. Talks. Yeah. Doesn't that sound Tick, like... To- Backward, I'm nod. Yeah, that's not quite as cool. No. I feel like talks could be like one of those battle names or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was the, I was like... Uh, talks. <laughs> I was like a little kid mode. I was like, hickory dickory dock. The master not the clock. <laughs> talk. Tick tock. Oh, uh, man. I was thinking like I'd be like... I hang out with a three A wrestler or something. Or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your name's yeah. Nod. Nod. Just nod your Just head. Give you a nod. Yeah. Sounds boring. like a rap song. A couple years ago or something. Oh, yeah. Nod you. Oh, no, it was Will Smith. That was, was like a decade ago. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't alive then. Man, so. you just dated <laughs> us. You just made us look old. Oh, wow. All right. Anyway, he's still alive. Yeah, but does he rap anymore? Oh, he did the, was it the World Cup song? I don't know. This I'm, year? Every time he releases a movie, he releases a new song, right? No, not really. When's the last time he that did a movie? Just, didn't he have like a Netflix movie? I didn't check that out. Oh yeah, he did. But I, heard but I didn't bad. watch it. Yeah, oh, and <laughs> I heard it was bad too. And Suicide Squad. He was in Suicide Squad. I, I didn't I watch never that saw one either. either. <laughs> that was Man, a DC movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I watched um, Justice League on a plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But I have a feeling if I watched it without like the distraction of being on an airplane, right? Like, this is horrible. <laughs> yeah, I heard Justice League was bad, and then I heard yeah, I heard it was just bad. I watched uh, Ant Man and Wasp on my last trip that was a good movie so that tells you about what time frame Mm -hmm. this podcast was recorded you know on a plane it wasn't bad see i like ant-man i I like the fight scenes where everything like gets big and then small and then you get a big train that flies at your head and then it gets you know just like i kind of this one was like kind of on the hot wheels a little bit i thought that was kind of fun yeah but i don't know so i liked them both but i like most of the marvel movies i thought are pretty decent yeah i saw aquaman and wonder woman I mean, they're not Marvel quality. I didn't, but I didn't good. see Aquaman. I, I haven't been to a theater in a long time. Oh, it was crazy! Like a couple weeks Is ago, it? Sarah. No, no, no. Oh, going to the a movie? movie. Oh, yeah. the movie? oh you. I mean, Sarah and I got oh, got wait, rid of. For for those of you who haven't listened, him and I both have a lot of kids. Yes, yes. You got three fosters and two non-fosters. Right. Yeah. And then I've got five. So combined, we have 10 children. Mm -hmm. So please tell me about your time away from the children. Oh, we, we (laughs) got rid of all of them. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) babysitter guys legally. Yes. (laughs) You didn't like sell them or leave them in the side of the road. Well, we, yes. And we did, we didn't do that, but we got rid of them for a couple of days. It was so awesome. We was like, I was like, shh, Sarah, do you hear that? She's like, Oh, you got rid of a couple of days? No, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we went to one of those things around a big screen, and we, we saw, like, what we call a movie, movie? theater. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't had that. Uh, then, I actually, I had the opposite last week, where my wife was out of town, and it was me and the kids for four straight days. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I, I was stuck in a house today with a snow day with everybody. Does that I, count? What did I do with it? I watched something with them. Oh, we watched Solo. Okay. Um. There's better ways to spend your time. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too much, like, I guess you would call, like, fan service in that movie. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to explain this to you. Like, you're three years old and you don't understand. Like, they leave, like, no mystery of anything. Oh. It was just like, uh. And then my kids were like, that's not what Han Solo sounds like. And I was like, yeah, it's not. Or, like, that's not uh, what Lando Clarissian Cor- sounds like. Yeah, I know, but so at least he looks like while. him. You know, yeah, it was... As all my kids have said, it's not our favorite Star Wars movie. Okay. And they li- they like The Last Jedi better. <laughs> that t- Wow. <laughs> I don't anything about that. No comment on that one. Yeah, because that was a pretty... Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to enrage anybody, but 
The Last Jedi was not the best Star Wars movie. No. <laughs> but but it was still better than the first three, the prequels. Yes. Not the original three. No, no, the, the four, five, and six, right? No, I like those. It was one, two, and three. Oh, yeah, one, two, and three. And then four, five, and six were the originals. Remember, those the George good ones. Lucas doesn't count like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he counts his special way. That is true. Why did, well, I don't even know. Oh, anyway. It's probably, oh, it seems cooler if it's in the middle of the saga. And we're all like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> or he always knew he would do that. I don't know. I'm uh, not that big of a Star he, Wars fan. He's got a whole lot of money, so that's... Yeah, he he's got to that Disney money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and Disney's still getting more. They're just printing cash with Marvel and and that. And oh man, I mean they're like. Well, you know that you know the Infinity War comes out probably about the time this podcast comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they will be like once again just going back and printing more money. Well, no, it'll be Infinity. So Infinity War the and then the sequel, one. yeah, to it. So uh, it'll be the it'll be the conclusion of yeah. The, oh, what is it called? Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Stark, I yeah. don't feel so good. Spoiler. Spider-Man turns into a pile of ashes. Oh, you haven't seen it yet? It's I been a haven't. year. Oh, you haven't? No, no, I saw Infinity War. I was like, wait, what? Oh, no, okay, yeah. No, no, I just see that. I didn't like. I didn't want to because I want. I hate, 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 hate cliffhangers and like the to be continued. So uh, I wanted to watch them both together. But then so many things started coming out. Um, I uh, was like, all right, I'm I, just going to. I honestly have no desire to see Captain Marvel. Really? I do. That looks boring. Yeah. Like, oh, Samuel Jackson's young. Who cares? But Marvel does it right. Marvel does it. Yeah, right. I'm it'll, sure it'll, it'll be okay. Work. I mean, it can't be worse than anything. Really. Fantastic Four. Like it can't be worse than any of that. Well, that was right. that was. Uh, was that Sony? Yeah. No, that was Fox. Fox. Uh, but Disney has Fox now, so yeah, well, hopefully we'll see my X Men come back with quality now. Um, <sighs> But anyway, you know, I actually hear there is another X-Men movie coming out that was made by Fox, and they're still releasing it. And uh, That's gross. Don't ruin X-Men for me. Oh, they already have. Anyway. So, yeah, here we are, so, six minutes into the podcast. And right. So, anyway, um, our movie reviews and, and discussions over Marvel and, and all of those type things. Um, so, yeah. We're, That's we're, somebody else's podcast, not ours. Yeah. So, we'll get into Deuteronomy, where we'll get into the real superhero Um I guess Jesus is the real superhero, so pre him, but we'll, we'll learn a lot about him. But I guess he's no, always been, yeah. So then he's not pre him because he's been Everyone there since the beginning exactly. of creation. So Do that these means headphones make everything sound weird. See again, you you get. I'm just gonna buy some headphones just so that like I can look like I'm a podcaster person. Uh, that's fine with me because like you look like you're a podcaster person. Yeah, but right? these like I don't like these either. Okay, that sucks. The same free company yeah. that we talked about in a couple podcasts ago. But they, they have a weird latency in them, and I, I don't sound the way I normally do. I feel like there's enough that I can hear my echo. So you guys can't. So we'll continue on to okay. 23. So we are into 23. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm going to read uh, Deuteronomy 23. I just raspberry into the mic. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. As again. he's taking his headphones off. Yeah, sorry. So Deuteronomy 23, um, ver- chapter 23, verse 9 through... Do you want to read through... 14 yeah, to is what us. I'll talk about. All right, so we're going to talk about... So I guess... Oh, the hey, next- yeah. This is another not for the kiddos, um, unless you're ready to do some uh, explaining. But we're not parent. We're not your kids' parents. So just know there's uh, what we would consider more adult themes in this one. And... 
Um, just forewarning, we'll try and be as mature as possible. But for us, that's a really low bar. <laughs> um, but no, in, in all seriousness, if you have kids listening, you might want to just kind of skip uh, this episode, uh, at least the beginning, or maybe pre-screen it uh, before you let your kids do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I remember, I'll put a timestamp maybe to like when we kind of pass that okay. point. But for this first section, it's just not not kid friendly. And there might be a couple weeks coming up that we're gonna have some of those. Yeah. Oh, those. dude, there's there's like six podcasts in a row or yeah. something that we have like so far. Yeah. We have four right now. This will be five. And, and it keeps going. Yeah. It keeps going for a little bit. All no, right. It hurts my feelings, but all right. I know. So anyway, um, here we go. So when you are encamped against your enemies, then you shall keep yourself from every evil thing. If any man among you becomes unclean because of a nocturnal emission, then he shall go outside the camp. He shall not come inside the camp, but when evening comes, he shall bathe himself in water, and as the sun sets, he may come inside the camp. You shall have a place outside the camp, and you shall go out to it. And you shall have a trowel with your tools, and when you sit down outside, you shall dig a hole with it and turn back and cover up your excrement. Because the Lord your God walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and to give up your enemies before you. Therefore, your camp must be holy so that he may not see anything indecent among you and turn away from you. So here's a fun fact. One time, we went camping in the mountains after camping on the beach. We were ill-prepared. Oh, yes. And we used this principle for how we were to get rid of our excrement. (laughs) However, we didn't have a shovel, but there were lots of rocks around. There were plenty of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we, we kind of went to the beach, and we're at the beach going, hey, let's go to the mountains and go hiking. Okay. That was such a weird... It was like, well, this is boring. Let's go look at mountains. Now, I don't know how. I that don't even remember how we times. went. Anyway, so we, we had no intention of going to the mountains, and then we did very unprepared. Yeah. It was beef jerky and water. I was wearing water. Chuck Taylor's uh, to hike it, and I had that uh, over the, like, the messenger bag style. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a book bag, which made hiking suck. Oh, yeah. I'm like, let's go to backcountry because we're cheap. Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a thing we can sleep in a uh, Adirondack or whatever the lean to the yeah a frame. So anyway, we had to figure out where yeah. to bury our excrement, and, um, and we decided um, it should be outside the camp. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and and that was about all we had. Yeah, yeah. So we got outside the camp. It's probably on and the surface. By rock. <laughs> but but if God walked through there, I mean, I guess yeah. our camp was fine as someone yeah. else's camp that. They had to deal with. Now, what's interesting is now in the back of my car right now is my camp shovel that I have not taken out since I went camping with my son last okay. fall. So, did did you bury your excrement outside the camp? No, none of the kids had to do that. Oh, okay. So it was just an overnight in the woods where everybody got poison ivy. Yeah. Oh, that that's good that they didn't have any excrement I, because then they might have wiped with the wrong ooh, thing. And I haven't told my wife yet, but like my, my sleeping bag is in the basement, and I was like. It's been very cold here. So when you hear this, it'll be summertime. But it's been, <laughs> it, we literally had negative 30 degree wind chills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was about to go grab my sleeping bag because it's a, <clears throat> it's a negative five degree bag. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I will not be cold if I'm in this. And I was like, oh, I think there might be poison ivy on it. Oh, no. So I was like, you know, I just won't bring that into the bed. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to explain that one to my wife. Like, right. why, why suddenly she's covered in poison ivy? Because <laughs> I was inside the bag and rolled all over the bed. And right. It, so. Oh. But I'll have to check that. I might have to Does take that and wash it. Does poison ivy stay? Yeah, the oil will stay really? basically until you wash it off. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, you can have, um, you know, you, you could be using like a weed whacker in the fall 
you know, like trim away poison ivy and the oils on it. So you take it out in the summer, not paying attention and touch it. You could still get poison ivy from it. Really? Yeah. Okay. If I don't, the oils stick around. Okay. Cause it was one of those that I don't get poison ivy unless I weed whack it. And what's the oil bursting forth? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's where, that's usually when I get it. So that's why I wear lots of, um, long sleeves and long pants in the summer when I'm weed whacking. Get a goat. They eat it. They eat poison ivy. Ooh, See, I need a goat. I'm here to help you. Yeah. Yep, in your quarter acre lot, get a goat. Well, I've always wanted a goat. I mean, <laughs> how how it's so not cool for someone to knock on your front door and they hear rough, rough. I mean, like everyone <laughs> has that. But how often can they knock on your door and hear meh? I mean, <laughs> do a double take with I just <laughs> It's my poison ivy eating goat. So um, now that we've kind of like <laughs> skirted the issue of what's actually in this passage. Um, uh, <laughs> so they are not at home. They are encamped. Um, so they are, are not in the city. They're actually fighting against their enemies. And they're going to be doing a lot of fighting against their enemies because th- remember, we're in Deuteronomy and we're headed towards the promised land. And so God is getting them prepared for that. Um, so years ago or whenever we started Deuteronomy 1, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're doing it right the second time because we didn't do it right in numbers. And so this time, I think we're legitimately headed towards the promised land. And these are this is God getting them prepared. Um, so um, this is probably going to apply to them a lot as they're encamped, um, um, ready to fight various battles. And God's giving them some sanitary rules. And one thing that you see here... Um, uh, according to a couple of different, I got that fancy new Bible, um, <laughs> and, and a couple one? others, is that these were instructions for in the camp being primarily uh, soldier camp encampments. It, mm-hmm. it would be before war. It would it, you most likely would not have your wife, kids, pets, goats with you. You would be. It would basically be like you know a soldier platoon would be mm-hmm. out getting ready to go to war or whatnot. So. Um, that's why you kind of have these extra strict, I don't want to, extra cleanliness rules Mm -hmm. because it's kind of a different situation. It's not the typical (laughs) camp. Right. Kind of thing. It's not the, it's not the, the whole community. It's just a segment that's going out to war. Mm -hmm. I I had a little bit of problems with some of it though. (laughs) Just a lot of questions. Hey, I've, yeah. I I have a lot of answers. Really? Maybe not to your questions, but... Well, can I ask my questions and then maybe you've we'll got some answers? Got. Yeah, go nuts, man. So when you sit down, did you sit all the way? Or did you dig the hole and then you put your butt that like next to the hole? That is not what I <laughs> thought you were going to ask. And then um, it couldn't have been very comfortable. And I think the amount of time that I sit on the toilet now, so it is any- some good study time. <laughs> <laughs> so like, do uh, they have a time frame? Um, uh, and, and like, did they have anything blocking you from others? Well, actually, so actually, there would be that. That is actually addressed. Is it okay? Privacy is addressed in Ooh. a way, but not that you think. Okay. Um, well, what about my hold? Did, did so like, do they just squat down? Like, did you have to? Um, not to get too far into, but when we had uh, our first or second kid mm-hmm. uh, during the birthing classes, they talked about squatting being being a better birthing position than laying on your back. Right. And uh, they said if you watch little kids when they play or when they go to the bathroom, they tend to squat. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine we're one of the few societies that has gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. Like. That's more normal 
in other okay. countries, especially like Asian and Eastern Asian countries. So well, my, I assume they're squatting on the whole. Because my brother got my sister-in-law a squatty potty a couple years ago. Um, <laughs> and I'm, that's I'm my ass- forehead hitting the mic. I, I'm <laughs> assuming that's... But, but So I guess he didn't dig a hole and it wasn't a good relaxing time as it is now. Yeah, pro- well, I don't know. Maybe he had stronger legs than... But that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't there. I don't. Yeah. I, I uh, thought you meant answers to other stuff, like in the scripture. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> these were some legitimate questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then did they wipe? I would assume so. You would still have to do that, right? It's not in scripture. I don't know. Uh, maybe that bidet built into. <laughs> maybe wouldn't bathe yourself after. Well, that there is a lot on the purity aspect of it. So they probably still had to make sure they were clean. In all regards, does God address that anywhere? Yep, the uh, wiping part. These are. Well, oh no, I was just talking about the oh. ritualistically clean. No, I'm good with that. Yeah, go for the ritually because I, I figured that would go in the wiping part. Yeah, I, this is this is the worst <laughs> episode ever. Because <laughs> I got no answers for you. I lied. I, I answers <laughs> just not for your questions. Um, yeah, they were. The idea is that they're to remain ritualistically clean, almost like the priests would be. At this moment, so I w- I'm assuming that it was higher cleanliness. I don't know. So you were, like, yeah, I guess you're, you the, you're the cleanest army to go out <laughs> and kill people. I mean, it's like that seems kind of weird, but they were required to keep up the clean. But as far as like the uh, privacy um, aspect of it in 14, that kind of the last um, verse, that, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that addresses um, the <laughs> privacy part of it a bit yeah. when you get to the Hebrew, but. We can work our way down to that. Okay. I was going to say, I actually don't have a lot. Um, oh, okay. I, I looked know. at a lot of different commentaries to address my questions, and maybe I was just asking the wrong questions. But Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, God the, gave me poop sense of humor, so... Uh, yeah, and he's had that since before he knew me, folks. Yep. Um, yeah, the biggest things I had out of this were the uh, remaining ritually, ritualistically pure because they were conducting holy war, um, they were doing a kingdom-spreading activity, much like the priests were doing. So that that's where a lot of this came from. And just because they were not um, clean based on a couple of acts that were described here, like the nocturnal omission or um, how they were to go to the bathroom, doesn't mean that they were necessarily in sin, but that they were no longer ritualistically clean and they would have to remove themselves to become ritualistically clean. So what is a nocturnal omission? That's something for you to ask your mom or your dad. <laughs> they ask your parents about that. <laughs> you have a 15-year-old. Oh, wait, 14. how old is he now? He's like almost he middle just school, high 12. school. Uh, I'm, and I've got to start those I was going to say, you got to start having that conversation. See, you should start that conversation in Deuteronomy. Hey, son, come here. <laughs> come um, here, let's read Deuteronomy 23, <laughs> verse 9. Now what do you think this means, so you Might see. as well make it biblical. You probably come up with some zombie thing. Uh, nocturnal. That's a sleep at night. So, <laughs> emissions. I mean, it's a, probably a gun. He probably had a gun. Yes, son. So yes, son. Matter right. of speaking. Um, yeah. Um, there is kind of going down. And I just <laughs> um, I found verse fourteen is where I found the most. Um, where I found like all the fun little Hebrew tricks and like loops that we don't necessarily translate the easiest it says because the lord your god walks in the midst of your camp to deliver you and give you up to your and or <laughs> to give you up to your enemies 
to give up your enemies before you, therefore your camp must be holy, so that he may not see anything indecent among you and turn away from you. The uh, um, anything indecent is literally like word for word translated nakedness of a thing. Hmm. And it was a phrase that would mean anything from indecent exposure, adultery, to just straight up sex. Wow. Nakedness of a thing. Yes. Okay. It was a term that could refer to any gross sexual impropriety. It was basically the drunk drawer term of keeping yourself decent, covered, and modest. Okay. So that's what I say. Like, he kind of covers that. Like, when you're out beyond the camp uh, doing your duty. <laughs> you said duty. <laughs> what are your... <laughs> I, I think do they, this podcast with you. I think they really were duty. Should have done this chapter alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have your shovel? <laughs> anyway, they had to remain. I think the Bible calls it the trowel. Clean. <laughs> what is the Hebrew for trowel? Actually, it's uh, the word for uh, tools. There is actually your hand, and so it was meant to mean hand tools. So okay. It, it would oh. it would have been smaller tools, like basically what you would have, like in a you know, maybe a tool belt or a small pack that you would take with you. So you really have like a, it's so like in, a in your Batman utility belt, you have a small <laughs> trowel, small hand trowel. Wow. Yeah, so you didn't take the shovel out to dig; you took a small so little. Your toilet tools. Yeah, your toiletries. <laughs> it's your little shower caddy, and a t- and a shovel, <laughs> small hand shovel. Wash yeah, that there, there's a lot of. It's very interesting. It's funny because we were laughing and goofing, and it, some of you are probably squirming in your car a little bit. <laughs> to this. Um, but really, there are a lot of to make this passage seem a little more stodgy and nudie and not as goofy. Like we really did a lot of acrobatics with the Hebrew to make it a little more white collar, so it wasn't as like. Yeah, so when you got your toilet kit, make sure you throw a shovel in there. <laughs> like we just we cut all that out to make it a little more sanitized. Oh. It, it almost does a disservice to it. I know. I, I know. I think I would have Oh man, this is the this is the humor of a 12-year-old but not fit for anybody under 18. <laughs> nakedness of a thing would have been a much better translation cuz God don't want to look around and see no nakedness of a thing going on, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like it, it's just a lot more readable than this like as he walks in your midst of the camp to deliver you from your enemy that he may not see any indecency among you like it's it's a little bit you know <clears throat> I wonder what the word oh I'm gonna see if there's any Hebrew for excrement now you've got Ooh. I'm gonna see if there's anything in there if I just straight up what is that 13 um best podcast I really should stop the Spanish straight for the Hebrew. What's that? Would you say you're going to stop Spanish? I should stop Spanish and go straight for Hebrew. <clears throat> I just uh, re-downloaded Duolingo. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I've got like 1,180 days so far. I've got... I downloaded it. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I just know the day because I just got the award for getting the... Every 10 days you get oh. extra points. I, I'm going to teach Hadessa how to... Uh, or I think I'm going to try and go through it together with Hadessa. So, um, yeah, so I was going to do that with her. Uh, so they don't, they don't have anything about excrement. Ah, bummer. I could I could look up my Hebrew Bible at home. Okay, so but next, I probably won't, but I could. Oh, so next week we probably won't have that. Yeah, <clears throat> but I'll you're all curious. I'll be, I'll be supposed to do something. 
I know. Uh, I to, no, I should I should break out the Hebrew again. I could have a lot more fun with some of this because we're we're, we're going to talk about indecency again next week too. That's true. Mm-hmm. When we get to twenty twenty four. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that could be. I'm excited about ne- next week. <coughs> I have to see that. Uh, so that translation, that nakedness of a thing. I just actually saw the note. It's translated fifty five times in the Old Testament. Is it really? Thirty of it is in Deuteronomy. In almost every case, in Deuteronomy especially, it refers to um, something bad, like adultery or lewd behavior. Hmm. Um, and only twice, and it was in Leviticus, does it actually refer to um, something non-lewd. So, so it was the indecency was the nakedness of the thing? Yeah, the, in 14. <clears throat> so I'm wondering then if in 24 that becomes the same thing, because we're going to be talking about... Um, well, I had a lot of... I really enjoyed it. It was about talking about divorce, but I learned a lot about marriage. If you could see the face I just made. I enjoyed reading about it. <clears throat> no, I, I thought it because it was really cool seeing how Jesus, like, we're going to go some New Testament and stuff. But one of the things that Jesus addresses, actually, is that word indecency. When you get to um, Matthew 5 and 19 and, and you bring that back to Deuteronomy 24, he comes back to that, and they're trying to trick him. And oh, indecency oh. is is kind of this word that wait don't go too far ahead okay don't, sorry don't, not yet, not I'm, yet. I'm way too excited but anyway it could be like with it being used so much especially in this section if it's used thirty times in Deuteronomy it's got to be so I'm curious a lot so, around so here. next week let's see if that means indecency of a thing all right yeah I'll try and well shoot uh, cover for me as I okay I'll see so if I, it, it just depends on the notes <laughs> do you happen to know the verses off the top of your head uh, yes it is um, chapter twenty four verse one. I don't have far to turn. <coughs> oh no, but he definitely brings up the Matthew. The oh, that's it's the Greek junk drawer term that Jesus uses, the pornia or whatever pornia, where we get pornography, mm-hmm. which is once again any indecent thing. Uh, so a different word, not indecency of a thing. No, but no, it is the same <coughs> word. Okay, it's the uh, something indecent is actually how it's <coughs> it's. Uh, Debar Irwat, which the one in this one was. I know all the Hebrew scholars out there just were like, what did you say? Yep, it's the same one. Anything indecent or something indecent, which could literally be translated nakedness of something or nakedness of a thing, which is the term that was used. Okay. And it usually referred to uh, indecent exposure, uh, especially in the Old Testament, um, adultery, um, Oh, sorry. The 55 times it occurs primarily 32 times in Leviticus, um, only twice in Deuteronomy. I apologize. Oh, we just found the twice then. Yeah. Um, apart from <coughs> Leviticus, um, it can, uh, it's, th- sorry, in Leviticus, it can stand for sexual intercourse. Um, in most cases, though, outside <coughs> of Leviticus, it is um, any kind of nakedness that would bring shame um, or associated with any kind of exposure related to other figurative meanings, and then they give kind of a reference there, but for some of the other figurative meanings, which include a lot of the stuff that I listed that are in my notes. Okay. So, yeah, it's definitely a, that term of something. So um, I, I think that there's a lot that is derived from this. Is one, like not bringing um, any kind of like groupies, prostitutes, not bringing them into camp to like, satisfy the men while they're away from their families right. or to, you know, like raise morale or anything like that. I think that's one of the things that's highly <clears throat> uh, preached against in this particular passage with that term. 
because of the need and desire to keep the encampment holy, um, because they are getting ready once again to do a major work under God's uh, overseeing. I can't think of words today. Um, and I think that that's part of why that is in there, though, is uh, because you're supposed to remain holy. It, you, you know, we think of a lot of this stuff that can happen, like when you think of army soldiers that are, you know, away at war for a while, you tend to think maybe that whole full... Have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Uh, no, I don't think so, actually. There, there's a lot of, like, with the Vietnamese prostitutes and things like that, or, like, people that were brought... Literally, not just in Full Metal Jacket, but in other wars that were brought in to, like, raise morale, like, anything from strippers to prostitutes, etc. And I think this passage is once again saying, no, 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 you're to remain holy. You don't get a pass because you're out here getting ready to go to war. Like, you still have to understand that God is in your camp, and he's not just going to turn a blind eye to your, you know, lewdness or bad behavior because you're, you know, in a certain situation. Right. So, um, unfortunately, I didn't get much on why there's potty principles. Um, I would say mostly <laughs> because it's safer that way. Well, I mean, because they, they still, although, although they didn't know much about germs or I don't know how much, but, I mean, germs and disease and things like that were still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best that I could find... <clears throat> was it just came down to um, by keeping the camp clean, by keeping the duty outside and the excrement out of the camp. I mean, ultimately, you're, you're keeping all of that bacteria and the germs and that sort of thing that would normally cause disease. And so by keeping the the camp clean, you're ultima- ultimately keeping people healthy too. Um, Christopher Wright <clears throat> um, ultimately said it's, you know, it's very interesting that, that God would continue to to lay down um, commands and well commands that not just that, that are a way of ultimately worship to God um, or a way for us to show our love to God, but but it it also is for our benefit as well. Um, so ultimately, there's a correlation between holiness and health. Um, he says physical cleanliness, ritual cleanliness, and morally moral holiness were all interrelated, um, ultimately creating um, a good healthy environment for them to, um, to, to worship God and, and to fight in his name. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> there you have it. So, all right. So, move on. Yeah, I don't really have anything else without just rehashing stuff. Um, so, and once cool. again, the, the indication in this section is not that um, <clears throat> nocturnal emission, which would be involuntarily or accidental, um, or like, you know, Go number two, do not make you sinfully impure. It's just ritualistically impure. So you're not, you know, if you notice there's no offer up a sacrifice at the end of this, it's simply wash, stay outside of the camp and then rejoin at the end of the end of the day or the end of the time period. Mm-hmm. So cool. yep. all right. So I'm going to go <clears throat> um, chapter twenty-three, verse fifteen through twenty. You shall not give up to his master a slave who has escaped from his master to you. He shall dwell with you in your midst and the place that he shall choose within one of your towns, wherever it suits him, you shall not wrong him. None of the daughters of Israel <clears throat> shall be a cult prostitute. And none of the sons of Israel shall be a cult prostitute. You shall not bring the fee of a prostitute or the wages of a dog into the house of the Lord your God and payment for any vow for both of these are an abomination to the Lord your God. <clears throat> 
You shall not charge interest on loans to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything that is lent for interest. You may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest. That the Lord your God may bless you and all that you undertake in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. Nice. All right. I'm wondering if uh, Christopher Wright got a lot of the same stuff. I didn't think to pick up his book. I we, <coughs> we did some mild uh, rehabbing of our bedroom, and I put all my books away, and I I can't find Christopher Wright. Oh no. So. Yeah. Yeah. I might have another one. I know I have it. I I've just got have a, to find it. Okay. I've got a Kindle version. I've got a not so Kindle version. Dead Tree? Known as Paperback. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so what would you get out of this? I got a big yawn. <laughs> Sorry. I get up earlier now. Um, <laughs> no, I got a yawn. Um, the uh, one thing to note <laughs> here is that we're talking up. About foreign slaves, we're not talking about um, Hebrew slaves. We, as a matter of fact, we've already addressed like what happens if somebody sells themselves into your house, and there's a set of rules laid out for it that are um, a little bit different than what we see here. So we're actually talking about if you have a slave that comes from a foreign land uh, who comes <coughs> to you, um, and I thought it was kind of awesome mm-hmm. uh, that basically what's implied here is you are not to make treaties with any other country. So therefore you are under no obligation to return the slaves to them because it's not part of a treaty back in this time. A lot of the countries in the people groups, uh, would make treaties with each other. That if you had a slave, you would return it to the master. Regardless, if you're, you know, a Hittite and a Jebusite slave came to you, you would return it back to the Jebusites. Mm -hmm. There was no sanctuary for the slave. Um, however, in this case, if a Canaanite slave comes to you, you are not obligated to. As a matter of fact, you probably should not return the slave uh, because you are not to have that treaty or that you know agreement in place because you are not supposed to mesh with or get along with, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. uh, the people in the land because they were not you know <coughs> godly or anything. So yeah. I thought that was that was kind of one of them. The other one that I got was uh, about the slave specifically was. Um, it was kind of a continuation of God saying, I, flee, I freed you from slavery and did not hand you back to Egypt. And therefore, you're not going to do the, that either. You're going to basically act as I acted and not hand the slaves back over to their masters, whether it's, you know, in cruelty or not. They were not basically to do that. So that's what I had in the slavery part right okay. off the bat. Did you have anything? Um, he had mentioned um, a word, Ebed. E- which he said meant a servant worker who could hold a wide range of social positions. The law allows for the fact that some slaves might run away from unfair or brutal masters. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely making it very clear that this is different um, and very different from, from many other cultures. Um, Even thinking American slavery and then Roman slavery, um, how they treated slaves, this would have been very different, even to how they treated other slaves within the ancient Near Eastern world. Um, most of the time we, we hear within history that that if a slave runs away, they're, they're subject to extreme penalties, sometimes even death. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you harbor a slave and you don't give them back, then there's also a, a harsh, heavy punishment for you as well. 
And uh, I think one of the things that, that was definitely pointed out um, is that this continues the theme of God is different, mm-hmm. um, um, but also the theme of, of watching out for the, the low, the, um, the weaker party. And so as we see a lot of these, these um, uh, miscellaneous laws and stuff that, that we've already talked about and that we'll continue to talk about, a lot of times it's trying to make sure that injustice doesn't happen and trying to make sure that, that the weaker parties are usually protected and watched out for, um, and that this is kind of one of the continuations of those. Um, again, he took a little bit different perspective on, on that slave. He didn't really address that. He just used, said Ibid was the, or Ibid or whatever, was meant as a servant worker. Um, so I, I don't I, I don't know, but, but either way, I think that it's at least important to notice that um, it's very different. How you treat slaves is very different from um, the other cultures. Um, and that, that he is ultimately supposed to, uh, when it says, let him live among you wherever he likes, um, ultimately, uh, there's that aspect of freedom. Um, he's got mm-hmm. that ability to choose where he wants to go. And so in a sense, you're, you're not handing him over, but you're allowing him to live as a free man, I'm assuming, or woman or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I found that. Yeah, I kind of. I actually forgot about that part. I had some notes on that as well about they were able to basically go and, you know, start a new life yeah. for all intents and purposes. I thought that was definitely God showing his his different economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did. I don't know. I get. I guess maybe I'm more vindictive. I really just found it fun that it was like, haha, you're. We're not giving you back. We don't have a treaty with you. Yeah, take that. <laughs> like I found that to be kind of in my mind like awesome and hilarious mm-hmm. absolutely um, but yeah there's definitely that I, I think you're right and i think christopher Wright is on the nose there that it's also showing the difference of between god and everybody else and the mm-hmm. difference of his character and who he is and how he uh treats his people compared to the either no gods or fake gods of the surrounding right. nations so. um yeah cult prostitutes yeah, that was uh, the biggest things that I have there is like one is that um, prostitution is very, very frowned upon. It's highly detestable to the Lord. Um, and then like if you so if you take that as kind of the the minimum line, like this is detestable. And then you add like a cult prostitute on top of it. It's even worse. Mm. Um, there is a lot to be said about uh, that of what the nations around would do, uh, cult prostitutes in the ancient Near East were very popular. It was very popular to, um, you know, worship fertility gods that involved like, uh, like illicit sexual practices. Uh, I was reading, there were some, uh, nations back then that if you, uh, uh, were part of the nations, it was expected that you were very open and free sexually to appease certain gods, especially if you were younger, which was kind of like incredibly gross and pedophilic yeah. if that's a word i don't know it is now yeah i, I just it was kind of <coughs> disturbing um mm-hmm. and god is definitely a no go on that and definitely does not want that to be among his people right um he doesn't demand it as part of his uh worship which i found kind of interesting in my own right because a lot of times you'll have people say like oh that's so weird you had a god that would want the slaughter of animals or the you know, the roasting of cows and sheep. What, how, what a weird God. And I'm like, yeah, the other ones in comparison 
we're demanding like pedophilia and child sacrifice. Right. <laughs> like, dude, I'll no offense to your future po- poison ivy eating goat, but mm. I will cook that sucker up far before any of these other practices. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, hello, we're having we're having sheep nachos tonight, like with Scott's poison ivy goat. You know, like that's how that's gonna go. Given the options, no more goat cheese because my goat's dead now. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get another one. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Goats are a dime a dozen. <laughs> um, and then uh, the uh, verse 18, it says, you shall not uh, bring the fee of a prostitute or the wages of a dog into the house of the Lord. Um, there's a lot behind that. The wages of a dog. Um, if you look in most Bibles, I think ours says it, it says, or male prostitute. The That was basically an insult that was levied at uh, male prostitutes. So nowadays we might call a... a a girl, a name, the, the B word, mm-hmm. uh, which implies the female of like canine species kind of thing. Right. Um, but in the Old Testament, it was the other way around. Oh, the the man about was that. the oh, dog, yeah. and that was the, the horrible insult here. So we see the wages of a prostitute, or sorry, the uh, fee of a prostitute or the wages of a dog. So not only were you not to offer your illicit earnings up to God as sacrifice or as part of tithing or worship, um, you also were given kind of a heavy-handed nickname. Uh, you were you called something a little bit worse than what... Uh, uh, it doesn't say male prostitute. You know, it's like the term is implying an animal. So a dog would be a male prostitute then. Yeah. Whoa. According to the Hebrew there. Okay. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, it does. All right. Sorry, I just stand up. So if I sound far from the mic, I'm got some new terminology now. Yeah, you gotta. I wonder what the word there for dog is, but yeah, the the insinuation there is is a male prostitute. Okay. Was it was definitely an insult. All right, we got we got to get the Hebrew for that. The way, I'll see if I can find it. Oh, if it's in this book, I don't know. I didn't. uh, We've we've got a lot of. I took a bunch of notes, but didn't write down that. So he he's been going back to the the commentary a lot tonight. Yeah, this is a there's a lot of notes in the so I don't know Hebrew. No. So I just read other people's notes on the Hebrew and like what the interpretations are. And uh, my commentary basically has the commentary of the typical notes, and then afterwards it will go into depth on some of the Hebrew phrases and stuff in there. And that's what I'm looking at. In case okay. you're wondering, there's no super smart Hebrew scholar here. I didn't even look to see if mine had that because sometimes mine has that too. Um, but make for a, a really boring podcast if we, if we both sat here on our uh, commentaries. Um, it would be great. People would love verse eighteen. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading a book earlier this week. Okay, uh, so the noun here is actually a non-cultic female prostitute. Uh, the word is zona, which is funny because zona in Spanish is a border or a country. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. The word Caleb is the colloquial term for a non-cultic male prostitute, which often refers to the person as a dog. The literal translation for that would be, for male prostitution, would be a dog. And it is despairing, it refers to them in a despairingly, I can't say that word, a disparaging, not despairingly, disparaging manner. And what's the word again? Caleb. Caleb. K-E-L-E-B. Caleb. So... I'm, I'm trying to look at the pronunciation. Yeah, it'd be like Caleb. 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 So Caleb. yeah, it's basically, it's calling that person a dirty Caleb. dog. Caleb. 
But as I didn't realize that before, it's the non-cultic. So the first verse, 17, is referring to you will not be a cult prostitute. And the second one is like, hey, look, I don't even want your normal prostitutes wages and fees offered in worship. Oh, which, so, so a Caleb would not be a cult prostitute, male cult prostitute. That would just be a male prostitute. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I don't... Yeah, I guess that's what they're saying. I'd have to read it again to make sure, but I just closed the book. Okay. But definitely, um, I think the, the point of that is that he doesn't want money made from that act to be offered as a tithe. So if we were to even kind of extrapolate that out, if we were to kind of take that at its meeting... Um, if you, Scott, were a hitman and I paid you to put a hit on somebody, God's not interested in your 10% <laughs> okay. from that money is what he's saying here. Got it. What you earn there, he doesn't want any, any part of because it's not earned in a holy or you know, sacred way. It's in an ill-gotten way, especially from prostitution. Okay. So if any of our people out there happen to be you know, prostitutes, you know, don't be tithing on that tithe, money. Don't tithe, yeah. yeah. Okay. Legit, other legit money, yes, but no prostitution. Yeah. All I right. Say any <laughs> any illicitly gotten money in any way, mm-hmm. if you're making it in a unscrupulous manner, don't tie it off of it. Well, I mean, because your heart right. <laughs> well, I mean, there's gonna be plenty of times when we're talking about. Well, I mean, even in the next couple of verses, um, where people are, end up abusing the poor, mm-hmm. um, and so I guess even that money probably wouldn't then be encouraged to be given to the temple then. I, I'm not going to read that into this text, but I would, if you came to me for counsel, I'd probably say, no, nah, it doesn't make sense for you to, right. you need to, once again, you need to get that heart back in line <laughs> right. before you consider tithing. Right. Like you're not, you're tithing for show. You're not tithing at this point for, for giving to the, the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it for worship, but Hey, go on, you go to the next part. Cause I told you I did all my, Research on prostitutes and didn't finish out the. Oh, so you didn't even get the interest then part? No, I, huh? I did, but I just don't have that much. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I have a ton on interest. Um, what is our time? Uh, we got about 15 minutes. Okay. 13 minutes. Okay. Well, so not charging interest. Um, so I'm going to reread that. Uh, you shall not charge interest on loans to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, uh, interest on anything that is lent for interest. Uh, you may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest, that the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake and the land that you are entering to take possession of it. All right, so ultimately we, we have this idea of interest. Um, I think uh, Deuteronomy kind of reiterates or, or brings back laws that have actually already been set. Um, the two that this addresses is one of them is in Exodus 22. Um, and Exodus twenty two twenty five says, um, what does it say? It says, if you lend money to any of my people with you who is poor, you shall not be like a money lender to him, and you shall not extract interest from him. And then Leviticus 25, um, which I am currently going to, Leviticus 25, 35 says, If your brother becomes poor and cannot maintain himself with you, you shall support him as though he were a stranger and a sojourner, um, and he shall live with you. Take no interest from him or profit, but fear your God that your brother may live beside you. You shall not lend him your money at interest, nor give him food for profit. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt 
to give the land of Canaan and to be your God. Now, it seems kind of heartless, and we might sit there and go, oh, why would they even think about doing that? But when you get into the minor and the major prophets, um, later on we find out that Israel does exactly that. Um, they, they end up um, really charging interest and, and high interest to, to many of these poor, many of the poor people that, that, that are amongst them. Um, really, it comes down to kind of some of the notes that I have that the text clearly ban all interest charging between Israelites, um, as it, at least that's how it's expressed in the Hebrew. Um, so when we see in Exodus and Leviticus, it's specifically addressing the poor. But we've seen a couple times already, I think, where Deuteronomy kind of takes one of those original Levitical or, or laws that were set out in Exodus and almost holds them to a higher standard. Um, and then we see Jesus kind of take it to a whole new level when, when he gets into the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it, it kind of reminded me a couple weeks ago. Um, so we were we were kind of fostering a couple kids, and um, we we are let's see, Hadessa, Naomi, and Genevieve, and I we are um, driving, and, and as I was passing, the, those this, are his three daughters. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, and then Genevieve is the the one, the one that uh, we're, we're fostering at the time. And so as we were driving, um, I was passing my bike shop, and I was like, what? No, it was going out of business. I was like, no. Dude, I need some parts. Are they done? Uh, yeah, they are. Okay, yeah, sorry, carry on with your story. Um, I, I got to find a new bike shop this summer. I'm sad. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I like to ride my bike. Um, and so, like, I pull up just to, just to make sure that I, I wasn't, you know, I, I actually walked in because I wanted to be like, is it all stores? Is it just this one? And apparently all the stores are going out. And, and so I was bummed. And then I get back in, and, and Genevieve's like, um, Scott, which is our, our foster daughter, she goes, do you need money? I was like, <laughs> no, I'm okay. She's like, so why'd you go to check and go? And I was like, I didn't. I went to the bike <laughs> shop. <laughs> you went to the so right next door was check and go. I was like, oh. And she's speaking like, of interest. Yeah, yeah. I was like, speaking of interest, I was like, yeah, they steal your money. And she's like, what? My daddy goes into there all the time. And I was like, Okay, well, let's talk about finances to a six-year-old uh, and an eight-year-old. And but anyway, so so I won't go deep into to the family situation that that, that that she's coming out of. But you see a lot of check-in goes and a lot of those type of stores in the city, and, and we live in the city. And so now every time we pass a check-in go, you know they, that's always brought up. And because my you know the daughter, my daughters are in the car too, they're like. Daddy, don't they steal from you? And, and uh, it's kind of how I explained it. And uh, you're not wrong, sweetie. Right. And I was like, well, well, what they do is they. Well, okay, it's funny. I'll go back to what I was talking about in a second. But every time, you know, I told them I was like, they steal from you. They charge you really high interest. Or I was like, they make you. So if you borrow this much money, they charge you a whole lot more. So I was like, they take advantage of the poor and those that need money right away. And so I say, ultimately, they're, they're, they're out to steal and hurt people who are already struggling. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, I tried to kind of explain all of that. And, and it's very interesting because you see a lot of those in our culture, the check-and-go type of places that, you know, if you cash your check there, um, and, and sometimes people go and cash their work checks there because they don't know any better. Um, and so well, they, they take they, advantage. Now they do uh, car title loans. Mm -hmm. So you bring your title and they say your car's worth... $3,000 and they'll give you $3,000 and then they'll charge you super large interest rates on it. And mm -hmm. if you don't pay them back, they get your car. Yep. 
Yep. And so. th- and then you also have like sometimes they'll give you money ahead of time so that so they'll give you, you know, you give them money ahead of time and then they charge you that plus a whole lot extra. So it's I mean, it's it's a scam to take advantage of the poor. And I was like, ooh, this is just like the check and go type of idea. We, we take advantage of of those are that are ultimately in a bad situation instead of genuinely helping them. And that was a Grisanti kind of put that insinuation that um the interest being lent among the nations here typically would be higher for a foreigner. Uh, and once again, I guess if you're going back to like God's economy is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We're seeing like where, hey, we're not charging interest. We're not like them that will take advantage of uh, each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, is just greed and money. I mean, we, we see that as a, as a, I mean, a continued theme even in our own current culture. Um, as yeah. we see that, but it, but it was even kind of an even like my huge student loans and they're four point five percent. Oh, sorry, <laughs> it's not that podcast either. Oh, <laughs> that's more than my home uh, oh, mortgage. Anyway, um, but but also um, family property and land was was part of the inheritance. I mean, so it was a huge deal to yeah. go ahead and, and abuse the poor and to take advantage of them. Um, this continues to remain consistent with protecting the weak against the strong. Um, you see, again, so, so there's lots of things going on here um, when it comes down to, to kind of what's going on. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, no, I just went off my notes. Um, Way to go. Okay. <laughs> so um, Christopher Wright says, once again, we find that Israel's law stands in marked contrast in surrounding ancient Near Eastern countries where the charging of interest, often at very high rates, was common. And, and I think that we see... Actually, later on, when we get into to some of the prophets, they address this abuse of the poor, the widows, the et cetera. And so, you know, we say, oh, well, how could they do this? Well, guess what? We do it in our current culture. Um, Israel, got changed. <laughs> Israel got slammed many times for, for going against um, this command uh, when, when we get further into the Old Testament. Um, and so it's sad. Do you, uh, so... Not to rush, we only got a couple minutes. Do you have anything on these last handful of verses you want to? So, so I say let's let's continue twenty one next time, okay? Because we're going to go a little bit New Testament on that also. Yeah, so, especially when you get to the sundry part of. Well, we're getting into the oaths, and Jesus addresses oaths. Yeah. Um, and Matthew, although I have to tell you this one last story though. Yeah, go nuts, man. So after we did the. Uh, the uh, check and go type places, you know, I, I tried to explain that they're stealing. And so every time we pass, the, pass those things, Naomi's like, daddy, are they going to take my teddy bear? Oh, what about geez. my blankie? I was like, okay, no, no. Okay. They're, they're not stealing <laughs> not, your stuff. Your, yeah. Just your and money. Then, no, no, no. <laughs> and then they all jump in. What about my Shopkins? What about, <laughs> okay. Wait, <let's>, <laughs> your girls do Shopkins too? Oh my uh, Step on those things, and uh, it's like a Lego. Let's invent a toy <laughs> that little babies want to put in their mouth and choke on and uh-huh. give it to your kids, stupid uh, Those right. and Hatchimals and I don't even I know. I don't know quite what those are, but my daughter got like generic off-brand Hatchimals mm-hmm. and thinks they're the cutest, most wonderful things ever. And I'm like, well, they cost $10 instead of 50 or whatever they were. That's why they had, That's why all their Shopkins aren't real, and I got them off eBay from some knockoff place in China. This this girl that goes to our <laughs> church, and she's, she's a sweet girl, and I, I'm not trying to talk bad about her or anything, but like she goes hunting for rare Shopkins and gets her parents to sell them on eBay for her. So she knows like if it's a rare one or not, <laughs> oh, she wow. can get more money for it. But I'm like, don't drive it into my daughter's head that there are rare Shopkins out mm-hmm. there because she does not need to know that she should be hunting for those. 
my daughters don't know they have some rare, I'm going to, in quotes, rare. Off-brand. <laughs> Off-brand, who they, they legitimately ship from China and takes a little bit longer to get here, but so no, no two-day shipping on that. My, my, but, okay, so last thing, then we'll let you guys go. <laughs> my daughter has the junior Garmin thing, uh-huh. the little pedometer for kids. And uh, she likes to get all the bands, but they come from China. <laughs> so she orders, it's like $9. She'll get like 10 different colored bands, mm-hmm. where the Garmin band is like 30 bucks for one. I know. And she, she, like, she gets it was like, but it takes like 14 days to get there. Uh-huh. It's like, because they're coming from, they're, they're, they're on the boat <laughs> coming right. overseas. Right. Yeah, no two-day shipping on that one. Yeah, not at all. But um, No shipping at all, which makes me wonder how they do that, but whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> that I means have. the Garmin band actually cost them a penny. <laughs> oh, the, <laughs> and they the, make it all up. And the markup on that stuff is ridiculous. It's like charging interest. Um, anyway, um, so we hope you enjoyed this <laughs> scattershot, not safe for children episode. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what you call this episode. We're just going to label it. I don't know. He labels it. I, so. I label them the name of the chapter, and then I put in the notes if it's not good for... Oh, okay. So hopefully you see that before you... So email us what we should label this one. Yeah, which will be... <laughs> after, yeah. Anyway, well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk to you next time, All right, guys. Cool. Bye. Bye.